the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. Yes, we are, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, live looking versus the Islanders. Uh, when the second period gets underway, we have the guys come on and we'll talk about it. Shout-outs to uh, RP, who's off for this evening. Uh, he'll be back on the next episode uh, in a couple of weeks, right before the start of regular season hockey. Uh, got Scott with us, got Glenn with us, so we can talk a little bit quickly on the first period action. But before we do that, um, i got to do a couple of quick plugs. Uh, got to had a couple of great stakeholder spotlights uh, from the frontliners at NYG Frontliners. Uh, got a chance to talk with Captain Bill from the NYG Frontliners and also Scotty is a Giants fan from the UK. Great conversations. Those episodes are in the archives of the Bleed Blue Show. Uh, if you're a big football fan like I am, I uh, did the College and the Pro Football on All Football of Azul, Episode 2. Did the entire good games of college football and also pro football from this past week. And you can check that out on the archives as well. And as well as the Big Blue Roundtable with Chris and the gang before every Giants game and immediately after the Giants games. Uh, so we got an upcoming game versus the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday, as well as post-game after the Monday night game on Monday. Uh, let me see. Am I missing anything? Oh, yeah, this, the other fan series, uh, Scott and Nick Abaka and myself. We did the um, – State of the uh, State of the Fans Part One. We're going to definitely have a Part Two coming up soon, and as well as other fan-driven episodes that we have been doing. Uh, it, it just so it's just been a whole plethora of. Uh, and the last time we were on here, the Ring Podcast, uh, we're Ranger Proud, the training camp episode with Scott Glenn, RP, Colin Stevenson from Newsday. So uh, let's get the guys on real quick. Scott, just say a quick hello. I'm gonna come right back to you. Just say a quick hello, and then we'll go right back to you. How you doing, man? And then we'll go to Glenn. Just say hello real quick. How you doing, man? Yes, good evening, gentlemen, and a happy uh, semi-start to the seasons. <laughs> yes, sir. And, Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, good evening to you guys and everyone else. Uh, it's uh, great to uh, watch live hockey and not have to watch games that uh, I've already seen before. So uh, we're, we're happy <laughs> that it's back. And, and Scott, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what you saw in Boston, I thought the game was pretty slow. It's preseason. It's not fast speed. You know, like – more of the regulars were playing at the start of the game tonight. But on Sunday at 5.30 p.m., they kind of looked like a half-hour delay or something. You know, they, they looked out of it. Uh, to be honest with you, Scott, I was really looking to see is it's pretty much been the X factor of the wild card. We've all been seeing in the all season. We said it with Colin Stevenson and Alexi Lafayette and exactly what he's going to do. He's got a big target if you were to ask me, Scott. So what what did you see the preseason game on Sunday uh, against the Bruins? And then what are your thoughts? And we'll go, go from there. And we'll go to Glenn. And then when they get the second period action, then we'll pump up the stream. We'll talk live during the game. Uh, no, I, I didn't watch any of it, admittedly. Uh, I just looked at, um, you know, I just looked at the box score. And, I, I like, I mean, I, I don't put much stock in preseason at all, specifically the first game. But, you know, Lafreniere is is under the radar, of course. So the first thing that I looked at was, uh, you know, there was about two thirds AHLers on both teams. So so Lafreniere is, is uh, you know, should should have been the uh, you know the king of the ice that night. And I just looked at his stats and, um, no no point. Well, the team didn't score, of course. No points, three shots, and he got 21 minutes ice time. So we played, uh, you know, a third of the game. Again, first game, I get it. You know, just. You know, why couldn't I have seen, like, you know, him score, like, you know, two goals and an assist or something like that, a couple of assists, uh, you know, but, you know, maybe I'm going to be, uh, you know, too hard on him. He's he he's my new crider, uh, you know, for, for the year. So I'm going to uh, examine every single thing he does with, under the microscope. But, no, I, I, I didn't watch the game. Um, you know, not enough uh, not enough players were, were, you know, really for me to, to care first game in. Hey, Glenn, did you see the game on Sunday? You had any thoughts? Uh, I did see the game. Uh, I, I agree with you, Steve. It was kind of a slow-moving, nondescript game. I mean, obviously, the, the best player on the ice was the Boston goaltender. So, uh, you know, the fact that the Rangers got shut out, uh, you know, 
doesn't really matter much, but I mean, he, he played a tremendous game. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with Scott, you know, he didn't see the game, but you know, Lafreniere, you know, you kind of noticed him because he was a, a familiar name. A lot of the guys uh, that played, uh, you know, they're not going to be on the team. They have no chance of being on the team. So, um, you know, you're not really watching as closely as you might uh, for performance. And, uh, you know, a situation like that to say, well, the Rangers play bad, the Rangers play good, you know, it doesn't, you can't really say that because it's mostly uh, all of the guys that are going to be in the AHL, except I think for five or six guys maybe. Um, I thought Heedle played very well. Um, again, you can't really take a lot of stock in it because, like you said, Boston had probably three-quarters of their roster are AHL guys as well. But, um, you know, just, just what I took out of it, I thought Heedle, uh, you know, he was uh, – kind of buzzing around. He, he definitely was uh, noticeable. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought Schneider looked good too. Uh, but again, it's against, uh, you know, lesser competition. So you can't really put much stock into it. Yeah. The reason why I, even during the great football games on Sunday that I paid attention, that is preseason. And it, it, like you said, Scott, even though you said you didn't see it, I I we I, I got to see exactly what we're getting out of number 13 this season whether it is in uh, preseason hockey or regular season but especially what kind of tone he's going to set for himself even with him playing with a lot of guys that are trying to make the team or backups you to me you still got to have to show he everybody's different for the most part but him in particular he has got to show and prove and in, in, in the Boston game, the Rangers were really a skate, maybe a couple of skates behind. They didn't seem like they were all into it. Um, they, they were just there. They were just sleepwalking, kind of like to the total opposite of what you're seeing in the first period versus the Islanders, where they kind of executed very well on some bang, bang, bang goals early on to go up 3 nothing. Uh Totally different vibe of a game. I mean, you saw Cackle get on the board early after an Adam Fox pass, and he went top shelf on Vlorov. So it's like, you know, I, I want to see – So I mean, it's, it's not like I'm trying to see improvement, but give, I think this is kind of the part of the year you want to give Rangers some sort of optimism, Scott, to Rangers fans, don't be on your back. And I guess the part of the reason why I am watching preseason hockey. And then talk about Ottman as well tonight, what you've seen him on the power play. Scott, what are your thoughts? Um, well, yes. Okay. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Steve, for, uh, you know, justifying my, uh, being overly critical in, in preseason game one, you know, a good comparison, you mentioned Ottman, a good comparison would have been Ottman last year. I remember watching Ottman last year in the preseason and I thought it was fantastic. I mean, he hit the, uh, he hit the ice. He was all over the place. He was, you know, he wanted to make the team. Now I understand that, um, you know, given his age and the OHL situation and all that, um, he uh, is why he didn't. So I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, so I, so I wasn't, you know, furious that he didn't make the team because I completely understand the decision making there. But uh, he at least showed that he had something to prove and, you know, sh- you know showed us a, a glimpse of what's in store. And Lafreniere, most, you know, again, I didn't watch it, but I could just tell in the box score and, and, and Glenn backing that up that he just didn't do that. He's, you know, he, he's got to know in his mind, and I hope it doesn't weigh too heavily on him, but he's got to know in his mind that he's got something to prove. So it would have been nice to have seen him, uh, you know, a, a, a little better. As for uh, tonight, um, I'm still trying to find the game. Um, I got – Two MSGs and they both have uh, the Buffalo game. Uh, what, what what channel are we on? I got five well, MSGs well, you, here. Well, and well, the well, let me let me interject. Check it. Check your message. Yeah. Um, I got the screen share up so oh. we can watch it. It's a little bit of a delay, but we got the game up. Started the second period, okay. so we can follow along uh, together on this episode. You got it, Glenn. Okay, yep, you I got, got it, Glenn. Link. Yep. Yeah. Got I remember, so okay, the answer to your question, as far as uh, so, I haven't watched. I have it on now, and I'm and I'm opening your link. Um, so, but I haven't watched to this point, so I don't have really any frame of reference other than uh, it's nice to see them. I know it's preseason and all, but it's nice to see them just come out <laughs> flaming uh, against the Islanders and get three goals in the first two minutes. Uh, you know, you know whether it counts or not. It's just remember that's been one of our complaints about the. <laughs> 
playing the Islanders for, for years now is that there was just no sense of urgency, no respect for, for, uh, for the rivalry of, of who you're playing against. Uh, and then the Islanders would be up to nothing before you knew it. Uh, so preseason or not nice to see the Rangers just come out and, you know, I don't say put the game away two minutes in, but, uh, you know, really make a statement against the Islanders early, which is something that has certainly been lacking. Okay. Okay. Let me know if you got the link. Did you see the uh, yep. the game in action as on 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 the on on the on the screen share? Uh, working on it. Uh, click allow. Cameras on. Camera starting. Uh, I don't need my camera. Is, is any, are you guys cameras on? Do I need my camera? Yeah, we got a little fight here. You don't need it. You don't need. You don't need it. But okay. Mine is on. Glenn, Glenn, you have it up. Um. Actually, I've I've been watching the game on my TV, so I have I have it on on my TV. Um, so I didn't link it, but I'm watching a okay. fight here right now. Somebody right, so me. what are your thoughts? Okay, okay, that'll be me. So we'll go ahead, Glenn, continue those thoughts of what Scott said, and let me get uh, Scott in on the viewing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, you got to take that first game kind of with a grain of salt, but it is kind of disappointing that Lafreniere didn't have a better game or was, uh, you know, a little more noticeable on the ice uh, against, uh, you know, what you would call lesser competition, really. Um, I mean, I think with him, we've been saying this all summer that this is the year that he's really got to step up and, you know, show what he's got. And, uh, you know, I would really like to see uh, LaViolette give him till Thanksgiving, you know, depending on how the lines shake out, uh, give him some power play time, give him all the things that, you know, people have been saying he hasn't had a chance to to have ice time, power play, everything. And, uh, you know, by Thanksgiving, we're not seeing anything. Um, I mean, you don't want to hurt the team. You don't want to give away points. But uh, I think it's critical that, uh, you know, the the organization figures out what they have with him and what they want to do with him going forward. So, um, again, I I think it was kind of disappointing that you didn't see a better effort out of him. Uh, You know, I think the effort was there. I I mean, I I saw him skating around and everything, but uh, as far as any kind of production, it really, really wasn't there. So, uh, you know, I agree with Scott on that. This is uh, make or break time for him for sure, and and he's got to know that. So, uh, and I think Lavillette's going to mm-hmm. give him a chance. But, um, you know, uh, I mean, Lavillette is going to be making the decisions here of who plays with who, and uh, you know, I mean, that's going to that that's going to kind of you know show us what Lavillette or what uh, uh, Lafreniere can do and what he can't do going forward. So no, we just saw a fight, right? That was that was a good little fight. Uh, good. To, I had to look. I had to wait until the kid turned around and see what his name was. Uh, Rempy. Uh, good for him. That was uh, that was that was a quality fight. He got a couple shots in. Uh, longevity, <laughs> some stamina there. I, I like it. Good, good, good for the kid. Good, uh, soaking up the crowd noise. I like it. He had a little chat with somebody going off the ice at the end of the first period. So I don't know if that was uh, the same uh, Islander that he uh, was talking to uh, on the way off. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. I think he's like 6'7 or 6'8. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Yeah, and I think that's kind of uh, – to be honest with you guys, like I said on my last go-around about Lafayette, even with – guys who he was playing with with backups in Boston, I, I really wanted to see his urgency. Because when we talked about with Colin Stevenson and then even half of the summer with the um, the contract, oh, the delay in the contract, and it's not to really be a knock on him, but he's the number one overall pick. And to me, to be honest, he, as far as his, up, his, 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 his ceiling goes, is as far as I think this team goes. I think if he shows vast improvement offensively, I think defensively he's fine, but offensively to add more points, it would take the Rangers into another level where you could say, okay, now we're really serious about Eastern Conference Championships, Stanley Cup champions. And the same kind of goes for Kako, but I think Kako at his right-wing position play, probably going to play more top-line minutes than Lafreniere. To me, Lafreniere, I really wanted – you know, it should be no difference between number one and number two overall in the draft. At least you could say for this preseason thus far, Scott, and I'll go right back to you, we saw early on him getting an early goal 
at on home ice from Adam Fox immediately. That you know, it shouldn't necessarily be a big deal, but Ranger fans, including me and us, we're going to we're going to critique everything, especially how things went out versus the Devils last year. I mean, that's the way I gotta take it, honestly, Scott. I wouldn't give it a pass if the Rangers didn't bow out so quickly like they did versus the Hudson River rival in the Devils. Your thoughts? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I I am totally with you on that. Everything is just magnified a thousand percent because of the way they lost that series. You know, had it got, you know, they alternated games or whatnot. You know, the the Devils were a spectacular team. We knew that going in. It's not like we were upset or anything. Um, You know, and and had that series gone any way except the way it went, then, okay, sucks. You know, hate losing to the Devils. You know, sucks that we're another year wasted on the window, but whatever, so be it. But just the fact, the way that it went down, that that makes that we, it was unexcusable. It, you know, we 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 beaten that to death. It's inexcusable the way that went down, and especially the fact that it's the devil. So yeah, we uh, you know, we're, we're gonna blow everything way out of proportion <laughs> this year. Um, you know, well, until they give us a reason not to. Can I ask you? Yeah. Let me ask you this: sure. How do you think? Uh, and then we'll get this, uh, Glenn. How do you think going into this season, we all the conversations we had on this platform every other Tuesday in the summer, right? You as a fan, and then what I just said as far as not how is who we lost to is how we lost to them and when we lost to them. How does your mindset as a fan of a longtime Rangers fan, as diehard as you are, you're probably more diehard than a lot of these fans, right? Like Glenn, Glenn's diehard, but I'm not diehard, but you guys are, and. Going into this particular season, new head coach, new veteran head coach who's won a cup. Some off seasons are different than others, Scott. How do you look at? Do you look at this more different? Like, are Rangers fans kind of like, oh, happy hockey's back, or they're still feeling what happened versus Jersey? No, no, I think uh, I think we're back, and I think the uh, the free agency that we had, um, you know, shows that. You know, Drury was not happy. Uh, I know in, in having conversations with some of the few uh, knowledgeable and objective Islander fans that I know, and there are a very select few of them that you can actually have a intelligent conversation with because, you know, you ask your average Islander fan any question at all, and their answer is going to be Rangers suck. Okay, thank you for the insight. But uh, no, one of my friends that's actually like is is furious at what's going on with their team because they are completely wasting their window and just having back to back off seasons of zero improvements. So no, I, I like the fact that Troy knew. You know, we weren't just you know the, the team we had was fine. Well, I mean, we knew we, we knew we were losing a, a couple big guns, but uh, no, he made sure that uh, he did not sit on his ass. Um, I'm very you know we. we you can only stew about that, uh, you know, loss until, you know, the summer, until draft and free agency, and then it's time to move on. It's already next season. So, uh, no, I'm totally in a – I mean, it, it, it's going to sting for a long time, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, that's one of the more heartbreaking uh, – one of the more heartbreaking moments or season ends uh, in my entire Rangers career, I can tell you that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the good news is, uh, as a 40-year Met fan, I'm pretty much desensitized to heartbreak. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even, even phase me anymore. I just know it's coming. Uh, so it helps me, uh, you know, heal and move on quicker, <laughs> as quick as possible. So, now I'm excited about what we're putting, uh, about what, you know, what we're putting on the ice to start the season. I think they uh, did as best as they could with the salary cap situation to uh, shore up that right wing. Um, you know, we got new kids. We got, you know, kids getting better and stronger and more veteran and then we got new kids behind them uh who show a lot of promise and um you know no i'm happy i'm in no way um you know am i thinking that this window is is closed um you know doesn't have all that many years left but uh you know this window is still wide open and, and i think going into this season we have a stanley cup contender uh to start the year that's you know, and and that's not to say this. You know, the roster is going to be the same by the time uh, the deadline rolls around. So, uh, no, I'm 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 already focused on on this season. It's you know, new season time. Put it behind us. It's just you know, it's still things to think about, and it always will. But but I mean, I'm still not over 2014. So, um, but no, time to move on, and I am mm-hmm. excited about it. All right, before before we go back to Glenn, can we um, your thoughts as the game? Well, we kind of got the feed a little uh, behind the regular uh, MSG uh, feed, but 
thoughts on what you're seeing on the ice as of right now, halfway through the second period, Scott? Or you want any thoughts on what you're seeing or watching? Yeah, well, since I turned you it sure? on, um, I've seen uh, nothing since uh, nothing but goodness. Um, you know, it's, like I said, that was a great fight. Uh, you like to see two young kids going at it, and, and I like the respect they showed at the end. You know, they were wrapped up and they were tired, and you know, I guess the Islander guy must have said something because uh, our guy, you know, nodded and smiled, and you know, so that. And then a uh, beautiful goal. Uh, that fourth goal, um, if, if you guys saw it, I don't know who, who number 15 is, but uh, he made a beautiful spinorama. And I don't think he was trying to hit Wheeler, uh, but Wheeler was in that Chris Kreider spot. And it was, you know, a beautiful spinorama and back, you know, uh, behind the back, no look pass. And in watching the replay, I think he just got very, very lucky. I think he kind of like lost it off his thing and it went, but Wheeler was right there and tapped it in. So, uh, Wheeler is on the board in his uh, MSG career. Um, so, yeah, and the Rangers have, have controlled the play. So I turned it on pretty much like a minute or so before that fight, and ever since then uh, the Rangers have controlled the play and got themselves a goal. So, uh, you know, uh, th- th- this it's this is not the same team. Uh, well, I mean, it's clearly not the same team roster-wise, but, uh, you know, they, they, they definitely are a hell of a lot more fired up than they, they were the other night. And, you know, half a roster or not uh, – yeah, they, uh, I, I'm like I'm like what I'm seeing. I'm liking the energy and uh, they're uh, putting some good plays together, which which is good to see because you got guys that you know none of these lines are going to see, you know, are, are going to be our real lines, you know, probably in, in two days, let alone the season. But uh, you know, these guys, uh, you know, some rookies, some AHLers, some you know, some guys that will never be back. Uh, they seem to have good chemistry, uh, so that's that's good to see. Because then when uh, you know when the real lines get together. Um, you know, maybe Laviolette's uh, already made a difference. Who knows? And, Glenn, give us your thoughts on what you're seeing in the game through a period and a half, your thoughts on what you're seeing on like, the good and the bad in preseason play, and anything you'd like to ask Scott or myself after that. Yeah, I, I think they, uh, you know, look a lot better certainly than they did in Boston, and, and you would kind of expect that. you got, you know, a couple of the more prominent players on the team playing tonight. Uh, you've got them playing at home for the first time, and uh, you've got uh, uh, the Islanders. So, you know, I, I expected today that tonight to be a little more energy, uh, a little more spunk in their game, and uh, you know they've certainly risen to the occasion so far uh, with a four-one lead. Um, as far as uh, you know, what you guys were talking about, let me just mention uh, you know about about the, the upcoming season. I, I think if you, you look at last off season and this off season. Um, I think it's kind of different, you know, and it's because of that devil series uh, to answer the question you were talking about, Steve. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still hurting about that. Okay. And, you know, hey, please, please extended like therapy. Some, yeah, this is extended therapy. Please continue. Feel yeah. Free. It seems like some of the guys, you know, it seems like Kreider was uh, especially uh, upset about it. Um, you know, when you saw a couple of the other players, uh, prominent players on the team over the summer talking about how, you know, uh, uh, it still stings, and, uh, you know, they, they weren't expecting that to happen. And I think if you look at, you know, last uh, preseason, we were going into the season pretty optimistic off that playoff run. Um, I think this year uh, is a little more low-key uh, after that Devil Series. And, and to me, I, I feel like there's – although I think this team is obviously a playoff team and could be a cup contender – I think there's questions coming off uh, that series with the Devils. Um, you know, I, I it, it kind of almost reminds me of the the uh, mid-teens uh, Rangers, uh, where you know they had a really good core, they had an outstanding goalie, but they could never get over the hump. And you know, I mean, I, I can go back to the the '70s Rangers that had a great core and never got over the hump. But um, you know, I look at this team and and uh, I mean, they can have a great regular season, and, and, you know, I see no reason why they wouldn't. But to me, the answer is going to come in the playoffs, what this team is made of. And, uh, you know, I, I've got some questions about this core. Um, I think they're very talented. What's your top, what's I think your top, they want to win. What's your top three questions, if you had to ask? I mean, I know we talked all summer, but now we're at a preseason point. What's your top three right now? Well, I mean, I mean, I think one is going to be uh, the play of uh, uh, Heedle and Kako and Lafreniere. Uh, I don't think they're going to be playing together, but 
But I think uh, I think you mentioned it, Steve, that uh, you know a, a lot of success that this team is going to have is going to be if Lafreniere can start contributing. And uh, I, I think that what, that's what we were hoping for last year. Uh, remember that line had such a, a good playoff, uh, and we were like, all right, they're ready to make this next step. And, you know, they kind of did. Heedle did. Uh, I think Heedle took a big step. I think Kako took a pretty decent step. I don't know that Lafreniere really did. And, I mean, I think that's the first question. I think they're going to need support scoring from uh, the three kids because, you know, if they're going to be around uh, long term, then, you know, they're still the future. So I think we want to see that. Um, Second thing I want to see is just – you know, consistency and hardworking uh, play every night. I know you're not going to get it every night, but, um, you know, I, I I really came away questioning, maybe this is too strong of a term, but I really came away questioning the character of this team from that playoff series with, with three duds that they came up with. to lose, Huh? Yeah. I mean – how do you go into a playoff series with the Devils and play like that? I'm I mean, maybe I'm bro. being a little controver- <laughs> controversial. Oh no, no, am no, I no, being no, controversial? No, no, no. You, uh, you're being fair, very fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I question the character. I question the character of this core. Um, you know, they had a great core through that period. You know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Um, and they could never get over the hump when it mattered. Um, and I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm seeing deja vu with this core. Uh, so to me, I'm going to enjoy the regular season. I'm going to hope they have a, a, a great season. But to me, the answer for this team is going to come in a playoff start. And that's looking way long term, I understand. But, um, you know, I, I, that, that's, that is one question I have. Um, and then the third question probably is just the, the coach and what the coach is going to do, uh, who he's going to play with who, what the system is going to be, uh, how much he's going to, uh, you know, switch up lines and work matchups. And, you know, we kind of have an idea from his previous stops. But uh, I think to me that will be the, the thing that I'll be looking at too with this team going into the season as the coach. So, I mean, to me those are the three things, the kids, uh, the, uh, uh, the coach, and uh, – the character, three C's. There you go. <laughs> All right, great, great. Now, let me give my feedback of what I'm seeing uh, more than halfway through the second. Um, you know, I thought the defense has been very good tonight. The one, the only goal I saw that they gave up, it was really on a sharp angle to Shesterkin. He should have stopped it, but it got by him. But, uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, the fast start for tonight, you know, it's kind of like a half-paced game in the sense it's not like they're playing totally full speed. But uh, the 3 nothing leads pretty much the difference within the first four minutes of this game. Uh, to your point, Glenn, and I agree, and it's like almost saying, it's almost like asking, do you feel like you should just hibernate for the winter and just show up in, what, April, March, April for the playoffs? <laughs> like, is that, are you going to watch every game? Because, I mean, I think that's no. kind of what it is with this core, right? I mean, I love hockey. I'm going to watch hockey. I'm going to watch all the other teams, too. I, I love watching hockey. So, no, I'm not going to go into hibernation. But uh, as far as getting a real answer about this team, I really think no matter what kind of a regular season they have, it's going to come down to uh, what they do in the playoffs and how they approach the playoffs. Uh, and, and I loved that uh, Lavillette said that in his, his first press conference when he was hired, that every game is going to be – uh, you know, looking toward uh, playing like like a playoff game. I mean, I didn't take that as, you know, overworked. It's just going to be, you know, tension the whole series. But, I mean, I think he he, he kind of said it uh, right where, you know, we're not just going to, you know, play games to play games. We're going to do it with a vision of how we're going to play when we get to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, so I kind of think he has, you know, kind of the same mentality that, that I'm thinking. I'll watch the games. I'll enjoy the season. I'll love it. But as far as an answer to this team, we've seen them have two great regular seasons. And, you know, I mean, we had a nice playoff run last year, and look what happened, or two years ago, and look what happened last year. So, uh, you know, great regular seasons are nice, and I'll enjoy them. But I think if you really want an answer for this team, it's going to start in April. 
Oh, yeah, specifically, I'll put some names on it. Panera, Timmy Panera is probably number one on my list when it comes oh, to that. Get through the regular sure. season, but he, I think he's bar none the top of the, the Ranger heat when you're talking about performing in the playoffs and how he laid it. Fat egg, uh, pretty much in that last game in, in, in versus Jersey. Because like, you lean on him because of his contract and all that. But, yeah, they, they just look – I don't know. It's like when you said the character – it's like, okay, if you're going to go from Gallant to uh, Lafayette, what character are you inheriting or reviving or revising to get to that point again in the playoffs? Uh, let me, and I'll, I'll go back to Scott on this. As you know, we were watching the game, um, you know, I like the spacing of, of the guys who are not going to make the team. It's pretty much like we said in the last episode. It's pretty much one spot open, if that. Um, but everybody else is pretty much locked into the position. Um they they got to get the home ice. Well, I mean, if you're a believer in home ice, and I think, you know, in their case, the range, you know, the garden's kind of been rocking the home ice uh, with the crowd. They got to get that. They, they got to – well, we thought we should have been in the uh, – when we talked about Carolina, Rangers, and whoever else after that, we got to get back to that spot where we didn't see Jersey coming. But to answer your point or to double down on your point, Glenn, and I'll go back to Scott, about – who got to show and prove? I think the Rangers might arguably are number two in the East when it comes to that. I think number one would obviously be Boston with the record point. Uh, you know, the, the record with points they they got last year, and they ended up losing to Florida. I think they're yeah. in a lot in the same position, but because of what they did last year, I think that's probably their peak. There's no way they duplicate duplicate that again. No. But they have the same questions we do. Like they have to get back to the playoffs. They, they bowed out to Carolina the year before that, and they bowed in seven on the road and then lost the game seven at home to the Panthers. Uh, and I think the Rangers are, like, number two in the East when it comes to that, okay, got to get us to the playoff conversation. I'll put probably Toronto number three-ish. But, uh, Scott, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that? Um, you know, you know, the Rangers um, are pretty much already at their mark through, you know, 20 shots on goal for the most part. Uh, in this game, I mean, it's just preseason. But, yeah, I always always thought that, you know, get at least 10 a period is kind of where you want to be on, you know, on average. What are your thoughts of what you're seeing in the game and what were your thoughts as far as just get to the playoffs, baby, kind of like on some Al Davis shit? Oh, well, no, Glenn, Glenn, you're absolutely right on that. Um, just, you know, because where we are in this, uh, you know, in this particular window, <clears throat> you know, two years ago, was the first year back. So that was kind of like, uh, you know, that, that was, that was a Cinderella run. It really was just, you know, it came out of nowhere. We didn't expect it. It was kind of, kind of like the giants last year. Um, and then is, but as soon as that, I mean, it's, so it's nice to enjoy that year. And, you know, they came, they came real close, but then remember that whole off season, it was okay. Now it's Stanley cup or bust. And, um, you know, we knew we had the holes, but as soon as they got Tarasenko and Kane, we became, you know, one, one of, I think, we, I think we were pretty much the, well, other than Boston, you know, next, next to Boston, we, we were the, you know, the, the second, you know, favorite in the league. And then, Yes, given, you know, not that, you know, you can even take away this whole, you know, the way it ended against the Devils and whatnot. It didn't matter who they lost to, it was disappointing. Um, so now, you know, you know, I don't think we have those holes. And, let, you know, like I said, I think, you know, on paper, we should be a legit Stanley Cup contender uh, to start the season. And, yes, so given the last two years and where we are now and, you know, the, this core group and, you know, Panarin and Zbanejad and Kreider, uh, you know, you know, Igor, like there's no reason. And, 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 it, and it almost, you, you know, it's – it, it it almost makes it not fun because you know Glenn, like you said, it's just all about the playoffs. So it almost makes the the, the regular season like not fun because you know we're just worried about how it's going to end. You know, we yeah. just kind of killed yeah. the whole season for all of us. And and and, and that, I'm I'm the same way. I'm right there with you. I just want you know uh, I want to enjoy it as much as I can. But uh, yeah, we are so worried about uh, Stanley Cup or bust at this point. Um, you know, and yeah, I think uh, I forget who mentioned the Leafs. The Leafs are definitely well. I mean, their fans are just completely delusional and you know idiotic. Um, but I think deep down, you know, amongst themselves, they're probably you know crying, thinking like this has to be the year. It has to. So uh, 
you know, I, I think uh, I'm definitely at that point here with this team. Um, you know, I'm coming up on. I remember, you know, heartbreak after heartbreak in the uh, in the nine in the early '90s uh, when they first, you know, came to power in '92 with the President's Trophy, and they were so mm-hmm. close. And then all of a sudden, '93, they don't even make the playoffs. Like, what is going on here? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. is this window? Is this is this Leach, Messier, Graves, Richter window closed in 1993? Oh, so uh, oh, you know, it almost made it almost made the '94 season. You know, you know going into it, uh, well, like, you know, not that fun. Now, granted, you know, it, it turned out to be, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah, be <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So you're saying that our peak would have been the loss to Tampa Bay. If that's what you're in saying, the, right? If, in if the, in that window, right? well, in that window it was, no, yeah. And we didn't, we didn't know it at the time. Um, you know, because 20, 2017, you know, they still had that run, but I think that run was a little, uh, no, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking about the current one right now. We're on right now, like this current roster, not the one in 2016, 17. That would be, you're right. That would have been the peak there at that time. You're right. Well, no, no, no. The Stanley cup, um, when he lost to the Kings, that was the peak that 2014, but, um, well, I mean, yes, I wouldn't call it the peak. I mean, yes, that is the furthest we went in the playoffs. But right, I think, I, you know, 2015, I yeah, 2015, I think, was the peak of that window because, you know, again, President's Trophy, they start after the run we had in 2014. We started the season, you know, knowing this could be the year, and they had the regular season to prove that this could be the year. Um, and yeah. then, you know, the disappointing ending. But, you know, when you said Tampa a few minutes ago, like, I completely forgot uh, that that is who knocked us out after the nice run from two years ago. For so for some reason, my mind immediately went to 2015. That's the only reason that I said that. Because I just, oh yeah, that's right. They knocked us out the, in the in the conference finals again. I, for, more recently, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they had our way. So, they had their ways. Yeah, and that was another one that was a heartbreaker. But I think you know the general consent, or at least at least my theory, was that uh, we just ran out of gas from playing too many games. Um, you, yeah. you know, we we yeah. we we've, we've talked about that. You know, you can't go games to seven games but, in every you know every series. You just can't. And the Rangers have a tendency of doing that. And I think that's why we ran out it of gas hard, in 2012 too. It, it, it is heartbreaking that we lost when they didn't even have Braden Point. You know what I'm saying? They were they were even at full strength. Like that yeah, well, true. Their, their best player, uh, Sam Coast, uh, uh, Kucherov. And, and, and Brady yep. Point. Brady Point kind of like the engine to that, all that. All those those guys taking yep. slap shots and things. He's like the engine, and they didn't have that, and they still got by us, even though we went through all those seven-game series with Carolina and Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, and, but, but there's another mitigating factor uh, in that. Yes, they, they didn't have one of their best players, sure. But in, in the running out of gas part, again, and remember, I, 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 will give, I give the Rangers a pass for running out of gas because of the schedule. Don't forget, with the COVID crunch schedule and the shortened season, we had a, a, the amount of games that the Rangers played in relation to days off had never been seen before. Um, you, you know, no team in NHL history played that many games uh, with, 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 you know, with, in relation to, to that many, that few days of rest. Um, yeah, did they kind of make their own bet a little bit by, you know, by going seven and seven? Sure, of course. But uh, there was just no, we, we had less off days than we should have. You know, every now and then you get a two day off. Uh, we just didn't have them. So, you know, I, I will give them a pass for the running out of gas. You know, 2012, they just ran out of gas. No excuse. 2015, they just ran out of gas. No excuse. I give them the excuse uh, because of that COVID crunch schedule, uh, and that will always haunt me as a what could have been with an extra one extra day here, well, you know, one extra day in the series before, you know, just, just, a, just a travel day or, or whatnot. You know, one day may have been the difference, you know, because don't forget, they were winning comfortably. They got a 2 nothing lead in game. Game three, you know, maybe they got a little extra in the tank. When Tampa gets one back, maybe the Rangers can get another one the other way and go up three nothing in that series, and in a sense put that series away and maybe get out of it in five games. Um, you know, and have a nice, beautiful, you know, couple nights good rest before going to the finals. So that's always going to be, you know, one of those what could have been, what should have been. I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't. I give them a pass on just, you know, running out of gas and crap in the bed. That schedule definitely hurt them, and, uh, you know, that's, that's going to haunt me. 
uh, as that, you know, I, I don't, it just wasn't mm-hmm. fair. Uh, uh, before we go to Greg, I got to ask you about Kreider in particular, uh, Scott. Um, What's his over? Uh, I don't know the Vegas over under for goals this year. So let's say I throw a number thirty-eight. Oh no, thirty-nine. He gets he gets over thirty-nine goals this year, Scott, or he's under thirty-nine goals. Because and which Chris Kreider are we really getting over the last two years? Is it the goal explosion of fifty-two two seasons ago, or I think he had like thirty-five last year, right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who's the real Chris Kreider on this on this, on this <laughs> team? I, you know what? I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and go with, with, with over 30. Now, 39, that, that's a lot, you know, especially in Rangers history. We just don't have, you know, a huge season out of guys. You know, we, you know what do we have, 350-goal season guys? Four, maybe, I think. Um, so, But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because last year, you know, there was a noticeable drop-off. Remember, we talked about that. His deflections, you know, were not finding, you know, getting over the goal. They were going right into the goalie. Uh, you know, he, he mm-hmm. we, you know he was out of position sometimes. Sometimes on the power play, he wasn't in front. And you know, a lot of things were going wrong that were just going right. You remember the year before with the fifty goals, every single tip in was just gorgeous and went in every single one. Um, you know, and, he, and and they just weren't going in. They were going like right into the goalie's chest. So a lot of like, it was noticeable. And on top of that, he still got thirty five. Um, and you know that's that's a, that is that's a very good season. You know, it, it's it sucks when it, you know it, it would have been better if he got that the season before the fifty because you know it's it's noticeable drop off. But even with you know him not getting the you know the puck luck that he had the season before, he still got thirty five. And for that reason, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, in that, and, and again, and, and I believe him when when you know when when he made it evident uh, you know after that 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 he was pissed at the way that uh, uh, you know that, that series went and, and that's going to remain with him as you know as uh, you know as fuel for the upcoming season I actually believe him when he said that you know this is not a, uh, a uh, Terrell Owens uh, crying that's my quarterback after the, after the loss of the Giants where we were just laughing our asses off you know I, I believe Kreider when he said it so uh, you know I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go over 39 uh, I'm going to take the over on that I'm on Team Crowder. Yeah, that's now. just my. <laughs> I, that was it from Vegas. That was my guess, like based off the last two seasons. Glenn, what about Crider? Over under. We're going to throw it. Uh, Ranger Proud uh, over under thirty nine. Yeah, I, yeah I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well. I, I'm going to think that he bounces back. Um, depending on who's playing on the power play with him, I mean, if it's Wheeler, if it's Kako. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to take the over. I think he bounces back. Um, and, uh, you know, just as much luck as he had the first year, he had a lot of bad luck, uh, last year. So, uh, I think he's still got enough in the tank to, to do the over on 39. Okay. And anything else you talk about Panarin, especially in the playoffs, I don't think Panarin is the type of guy he's going to, at the, at this point in his career, uh, Glenn, that he's just going to ring it every night. I just don't see that out of Artemi Panarin. But we know that his salary is kind of induced for what we want him out of the playoffs. So I'm kind of worried about that. What about Zibanejad? What about um, Philip Hedo and Kako? Do you think their seasons are going to improve or regress uh, this upcoming season? We could go through all the Rangers, all the, uh, Rangers right now during this intermission. Yeah, I mean, I think Heedle is going to continue on the upward trend that he's been showing. Uh, so I expect him to be even better than he was last year. Uh, Kako as well. Uh, I don't know from a production standpoint, but I think that Kako, was, I mean, I'd like to see him shoot more. He had a great shot coming out of uh, junior or coming out of uh, uh, wherever he was. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I see that. Now, Panarin, Panarin's an interesting case because uh, I don't know how risk-averse LaViolette is. Uh, I know he tries to preach uh, uh, a forechecking and a defensive uh, kind of system. So I think it depends on what LaViolette is going to want out of Panarin and if Panarin is going to go along with it or he's just going to be his, his usual self. Uh, I mean, he's, a, he's an assist machine. So uh, I don't think we're going to see any uh, uh, any backtracking on that. But uh, I mean, for the playoffs, 
I mean, to me, in the, in the playoffs, it, it was team-wide. Uh, you know, he got a lot of flack, obviously, because of salary and his position on the team. But, um, you know, some of those games uh, that they played against the Devils, well, I, I think it was just a team-wide shocking malaise. Um, so I, I think mm-hmm. for the playoffs, it's going to be on a lot of these guys to, to step up. Um, and Panarin, obviously, is going to be in the spotlight because, uh, you know, of the salary, because, you know, everybody's kind of on him of, He's a great regular season player, but he doesn't come through in the playoffs, although, you know, his numbers don't really say that. But, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really, you know, a bunch of guys, uh, once they get to the playoffs, they're going to have to show me that they're, they're willing to step up and uh, be ready for what's coming. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to me, a lot of it is just going to be how, how lobby that wants them to play and how well the, uh, uh, the guys on the roster uh, can adapt to that type of play. And that's really what I'm interested in seeing, you know, especially the first month of the season. Scott, any thoughts to what Glenn said or any other players that you want to mention that they're under that Lafayette microscope? <laughs> um, well, I don't think we have to worry about Zabana Jad. Um, you know, he, he is, uh, you know, one of those guys that is not notice, no, 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 no noticeable drop-off in the playoffs. Um, you know, I know I know that he was getting some criticism for early on in, in the first couple games in the series um, last year, but then, you know, he came around just fine. He, he's not a guy we have to worry about. Panarin, you know, definitely. We know we're going to get, you know, 80 points minimum in the regular season. Um, you know, that's three years in a row now with him in the playoffs. Uh, 2020, I mean, kind of, everybody really gets a pass. You know, that was the bubble. They had just started. It was basically preseason. It was basically, you know, it's basically preseason hockey to start the playoffs. So, you know, I'll, uh, I don't put too much stock in that. But that's now two years in a row, um, you know, for him in the playoffs. And a lot of guys were basically the entire team, except for uh, three guys and Shesterkin were uh, – invisible in that, you know, series last year or so, and he's definitely one of them. So, yeah, I am worried about him come uh, come playoff time. And, uh, you know, we thought, and again, we talked about the, uh, the you know, the argument of how much these guys should should or should not need a coach to motivate them. But uh, we thought, you know, we, we knew A.V. Well, no, no, he wasn't there under A.V. Um, no, Gallant, uh, we, we, we thought uh, – I brought up AV because that was a, a, a problem of just the whole team not being able to get motivated uh, under him in, in big spots. But, uh, uh, you know, Gallant, I thought, would have been the, the guy, in the you know, that would not let that kind of thing happen, you know, specifically him, but the whole team, the complacency. Um, but they were very complacent for two, two straight games, uh, two and a half, really, uh, you know, game six. Uh, you know that game. That game could have easily been three nothing Devils and been over. But the you know the Rangers kind of got lucky there the way that turned around. But uh, and then game seven, absolutely no carryover, no momentum carryover, no no spark, nothing. Uh, so you know we know Laviolette, is, you know is fire. You know I think uh, what did I what did I call him? Did I call him like uh, um, uh, Tortorella Junior, Torch Junior? Um, I think he's. Yeah. Uh, you know, he can be that level of, of you know, that is just unacceptable, uh, you know, take no shit, uh, but he's not that bad, like, to the point where the guys are going to quit on him. So uh, I'm excited, and, um, you know, I think if anybody can pull him aside and tell him, like, dude, your effort just kind of sucks, uh, you know, I think it'll be him. So hopefully this is, uh, you know, as good of enough as he co- a coach as he needs, uh, you know, to light a fire under him. But, again, he shouldn't need a fire lit under him, especially at this point. And I, I hope, you know, he, he reads the media. He's, uh, you know, not immune to this stuff. So I, I'd like to think that he knows it. You know, just like we, 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 uh, we you know, talked about earlier, we think that uh, Lafreniere knows it, that, it, you know, it's time to put up or shut up for him. I think Panera knows that in the playoffs uh, as well. And, uh, you know, maybe this, uh, you know, shaving his head, maybe he's got, thinks he's more of a badass than, you know, than he clearly is. And maybe that'll, uh, 
translated his a little swagger in him on the play, uh, during the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I'd say Panarin definitely come playoff time uh, is certainly under that uh, same microscope as Lafreniere is, you know, starting now for him, though. Keandre Miller I'm a little worried about uh, because we've seen what he can do. We know how good he can be. He took a step back last year. I'm a little worried about him as well. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as well to think that, uh, you know, just some not, not necessarily the sophomore jinx, but, uh, you know, just some youth jitters that I think – you know, he will be better as he matures and ages another year. Um, so I'm not worried. I'm a little bit worried, but I, I'm, I'm confident that uh, we will see the two years ago Keandre as opposed to last year Keandre. Uh, fair point. Uh, Glenn, anything additional before I say anything? We're going off the final thoughts after that. Glenn, anything like else you'd like to say from this preseason live looking episode? Uh, anything what just Scott just said as far as Keandre Miller, uh, Zabinajad, uh, any other players that yeah, you I want mean, to bring uh, to the forefront? I, I, I'm confident in Mika. I, I mean, I think we know what we're going to get from Mika. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, he, he can be real streaky uh, on the offensive side, but uh, he's always, uh, you know, he's always real uh, uh, competitive and real consistent uh, in getting back and playing defense and, uh, you know, doing and obviously being good on the power play. So I'm not worried about Mika at all. Um Keandre Miller, maybe a little bit, but, you know, it's interesting. We've been reading a lot about, you know, the possibility of uh, maybe Keandre playing with Fox um, and, you know, kind of splitting up the defensive pairing. So um, that'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Can I ask you that about that? Can I, can, can I ask yeah. you about that? Because that's one thing that kind of spun out of control. A, got too far behind in the standings versus Carolina and Jersey last year. So it's like we didn't really have nothing to play for for like a month and a half, two months, because mm. we said it all last year. We couldn't improve our position, but we couldn't really blow it as long as we kept on winning games. But also, number right. two, what are the foresee, foreseeing uh, circumstances like the Lindgren injury that could really screw this up? So maybe pairing mm. up a Keanu Miller for, with an, uh, Adam Fox, would you think that could actually help the situation in the, in the event, like let's say Gustafsson the gets hurt or – or um, or Ryan Lindgren, like, well, what? How do you think about that? I, I think we kind of brought that up earlier this summer, but what you, now that we're here, like, what the, situations like where when Lindgren gets hurt and then guys are really like not playing with their their partners like that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? As far as what could really bottom out this season, like, or you know, prevent well, bottom out this season? Yeah, I mean, Lindgren, Lindgren, we all know has uh, uh, become a real important piece uh, of this puzzle for the team um you know all, all the players especially fox but a lot of the players uh i've seen quotes saying how uh you know the the, the team is just different when he's not in the lineup uh and when he is mm-hmm. um i'm a i'm a little concerned about splitting uh up fox and lindgren just because they're so familiar with each other they played with each other so mm-hmm. long but also but also that fox has in the back of his head now um, that, you know, I've got Lindgren to back me up if I want to take a little chance in the offensive zone. Um, kind, kind of like going way back that, you know, was such a good pairing of Leach and Bukaboo. I mean, obviously Lindgren doesn't have the size, but, you know, he's right. still the physical guy that can get back on defense, and it allowed Leach to take chances in the offensive zone. So uh, with some of the inconsistencies of Keandre Miller, um on defense, I, I wonder if that's going to hold Fox back a little bit. So I'm kind of worried about breaking that pairing up, but I'm also not sure that Keandre uh, could be at his best uh, with Truba either. So, uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, you know we'll see what uh, Laviolette wants to do. Um, I, I mean, I don't think the the silly talk that you hear of uh, you know moving Truba down to the third spot, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, I, I would like to see Keandre uh, tighten up a little bit more defensively uh, if he's going to play with uh, Fox so that uh, Fox can still have that, you know, kind of offense, not first, but kind of offense, offensive mentality to, to go for it if the opportunity arises. So um, I'm a little leery about breaking up Fox and Lindgren, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. 
All right, cool. Scott, can you take us to some final thoughts? I know we stopped the stream on our end because we spent like the last 20 minutes during intermissions, lots of fucking commercials and shit. <laughs> but, Scott, your uh, final, <laughs> your final did, thoughts. Did you have my uh, anything you'd like to say? Did you have my camera view up? Um, because I was sitting there. I had the camera yeah, up the most map. of the time. Oh, okay. I was just, I was waiting for some kind of laugh out of you, some kind of smile. I'm thinking like he's he's is my camera talking, on? Is that I was on you. <laughs> no, I, 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 I know you were. Yeah, Glenn was talking, so I was like, well, I don't, you know, Glenn. Glenn yeah, no, speak, I was. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't want you to. I didn't want to break character or anything. I just thought I'd get a smile out of you or something. Like I remember, uh, you know, when we were watching <laughs> the uh, the Devil's Game <laughs> game. <laughs> we oh, yeah. were watching the Devil's yeah, Game game uh, last year, and I was on uh, a little bit of delay, and you knew that, uh, you know, uh, you you knew the Canes already scored, and then you were waiting for my reaction when I saw it live. You know, you were going nuts. <laughs> so I was hoping for some kind of smile, but all right, so be it. We'll, we'll, right. we'll do it again. It's very early in the Halloween season, but uh, I'm going to use my final thoughts. Um, you know, two two things. Um <laughs> I, I was having a discussion the other day with, you know, one, one of my friends, yeah, Steve, as you know, obviously I'm, you know, Mets fan, but I'm not big baseball fan. It's just, I just find the sport boring. And, you know, there's your baseball, like purist, I think it's the best sport. I was having a conversation with it with a friend of mine yesterday and he, you know, talking about, you know, not not comparing hockey players to baseball players because you're not an idiot in terms of toughness. But uh, and I remember I was marking them like I'm like baseball players these days got such a problem playing double headers that they got to knock one of the games down to seven innings. I said, look at this, and I showed him the scoreboard from last night. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, uh, Seattle and and Calgary played a split split squad games, so they had two games going on. Uh, at the same time, and I said, you, I said, you baseball players are whining about playing two baseball games in one day. I said, hockey players are so tough, they're playing two games at the same time in two different cities. <laughs> one of the games was in Seattle, the other was, uh, it was in Calgary. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but uh, the two teams were playing each other at the same time in two different cities. So that's joke number one. Um, well, that's it. That's the only joke I got. And I'm a, I'm a, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago my Winnipeg trip, the, uh, the last spot left in the Canadian tour, but um, I got the actual game ticket. Uh, I waited for them to go on sale, and uh, I will be sitting front row behind the Ranger bench. I'm finally, for the first time in my life, going to be one of those people on the road in the Ranger jerseys right behind the bench. And the beauty of it is, as we talked about, it's the October 30th game. It's the Halloween game. So I will be full-blown Pennywise behind the Ranger bench. They are going to have my face on TV all night long. Every time they show the Ranger bench, you're going to see me on MSG Network in a clown face. So uh, I'm going to uh, remind you guys about, uh, you know, six more times before it comes up. But I just wanted to get that out. Yeah, we'll, I got the ticket two weeks we'll, ago. We'll watch, that. We'll, we'll watch that game on Monday. And then Tuesday when we get on here, we'll make sure we'll have the pictures or te- pictures of you. We get clear cut <laughs> pictures, we'll send it to you, and we'll have some fun with and, that. I think the, or the Rangers play, they don't play that Tuesday, right? No, I don't think so. They play that well, Monday on, in Winnipeg. On, I don't have it. Yeah, that, that's it as far as uh, as Halloween. And here's the best part. You know what I paid for this ticket? I got it from Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster.ca, and to go to Canadian Ticketmaster for the uh, for the Jets home games. Uh, I got that ticket when they went on sale, the day they went on sale, for face value. And it was in Canadian dollars. You know what that equated to in American dollars? $180 for front row behind the Ranger bench. How depressing is that as a Ranger fan, knowing $180 uh, might get us to some standing room only seats in MSG these days? <laughs> yep. 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 Scott, thank you very much on that. Glenn, your final thoughts. Yeah, you're right, Scott. I mean, I, I know that story very well. Glenn, your final thoughts. Alright, well, I, I'll, I'll be right with you, Steve. I'm setting my recorder now to uh, record that Winnipeg game because I want to keep that for posterity. I want to keep that for posterity. You know what? I, I just got one final thought as a huge relief. We all talked about it early in the summer. And we all didn't want him, but thank God the Rangers didn't hire Mike Babcock. That's my that's my, that's my <laughs> final thought. Yeah. Shout out to Glenn, man! Wow, what that situation in Columbus? Woo! What a fucking disaster. Um, yeah, we didn't really get into the rest of the hockey. That's cool, but we'll be back on. Uh, and, and I think in two. What, yeah, in a couple of weeks. And then, Scott, we'll definitely have that lined up the day after Halloween, and we'll have some fun with that on the episode. Guys, it has been a fun 
uh, talks in, in, in live looking versus the Islanders. Uh, pretty much most of the second period on this episode with Scott and Glenn. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, you know, guys, we'll be back on in a couple of weeks and we'll chop it up. And then we get into some regular season of hockey and every, not pretty much every Tuesday, right through until like what's uh, Christmas, New Year's, all for a week. And then after that, every Tuesday for the rest of the regular season uh, in 2024. All right, guys, who got to jump off. Sangresu, bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.